0: sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. The first 17 verses of this chapter are written to encourage those to which this letter was being sent. And upon the hills of such clear encouragement, why would this passage which could seem rather kind of out of place Why would these seven verses follow such a guided trail that offers us motivation to continue persevering as the people of God? Well, I believe this section of Scripture is perfectly placed exactly as it should be. It is strategic from God's perspective because within this passage we find two distinctly different views of God. Each view carries a completely different set of results in daily life, depending upon which lens we choose to see God through. So first of all, I want to help us better understand how both of these opposing views of God influence us and leave us with either positive or negative results in daily life. Now, over the last 25 years in full-time ministry, I have found that as humans, we create an image of God and that image then creates us. What that means is that the lens by which I view God, how I see him determines how I live my life. My life is a result of how I believe God truly is. Listen, what we experience in daily life is the result of what we believe to be true about who God is and how he sees us. So with that thought in mind, listen to the extreme opposing views of God in our text. View number one, we'll call this the fear-based motivation. This is in verses 18 through 21, fear-based motivation. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire to darkness, gloom, and storm to a trumpet blast or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word be spoken to them because they could not bear what was commanded. Even if an animal touches this mountain, it must be stoned to death. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. Listen, a view of God rooted in an unhealthy fear-based motive never leads To true heart transformation why because no one wants to be near someone who scares them to death did you catch that no one wants to spend time with a God who appears to be easily angered and frustrated at his children all the time listen no one thrives in an environment unless they experience love value security and acceptance An unhealthy fear of God, in the sense that we are afraid of Him, never brings long-term positive results. Why? Because where there is no trust, vulnerability never happens. And being vulnerable with God, being honest about where you are in life, gives Him free access to those places we conceal and build walls around to keep from being exposed. It is only as we trust the motives of another party will we allow someone into the deepest places inside of us. And when we have an unhealthy fear of God, when we are truly scared of him, we keep him at a distance and settle for a mediocre existence. Wow, man. Mm. So, What's the opposite of a fear-based motivation? Well, of course, it's love-based motivation. Number one lens to view God through is a fear-based lens. The second lens that is being presented here in our text is a love-based lens. I'll read you these last three verses again. But you have come to to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Three short verses, but did you hear all of the encouragement that they provided? Again... This section of Scripture is perfectly placed in the midst of encouragement because as we begin to see God through the right lens, we begin to live the wrong life, the right life. The writer of Hebrews here is simply using the experiences of real people who encountered the harsh and crass side of God prior to to God's wrath being taken out on his only son, Jesus. But now, through the one-time, for-all-time sacrifice that we've been learning about here in this incredible book of Hebrews that Jesus made on our behalf, we can live free, vulnerable, hopeful, peaceful, content, above our circumstances, knowing that God's grace is sufficient in our time of need. Folks, that is the God who makes surrendering to him absolutely desirable. Man, Mm. I hope you tune in for the rest of the chapter in Monday's podcast.